Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Facts of Life. Again, I'm your host, Zakia. And before we start the episode, I do want to make sure that everybody is subscribed to the podcast and following the podcast on all your favorite whatever your favorite streaming platform is so whether that be spotify apple podcast google play iHeartRadio, radio stitcher radio soundcloud make sure you're following rating <coughs> giving me your feedback on your favorite episodes and this is a special episode and we're gonna do something out of the ordinary so i hope you guys enjoy and thank you again for listening. Peace. Come on. Let me tell you about the facts of life. And this is our first virtual show ever. I said I would never do this. Um Here we are. I know. Here we are. I kind of like don't have a choice. I mean, well, I do have a choice, but whatever. That's what what's going on right now. We in the middle of a a pandemic. Um, so I have a guest on the show today, and his name is Cinna. Introduce yourself, please. Uh, my name is Sina Bajwe, uh, 28 from Houston, uh, and age sex location. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got, I got dropped H Chinese anytime I mention my name. Houston's in my blood. You feel me? I feel you. Yeah. All right. So today is going to be like a non-traditional episode because we are actually going to review insecure which is a tv show um that's been coming on for the past four years uh but we will be reviewing the last four episodes of insecure um i didn't know that it was 10 seasons i mean not 10 seasons um 10 episodes because i thought oh well this would be perfect because we're halfway through the season but whatever we're just going to do the recap of the four episodes because i feel compelled to give my thoughts and opinions because there's been a lot going on and you know insecure is like a really relatable show for young women um young women sorry i don't know how how do you feel do you feel like you relate to it as a a young man that is um about to I, hit 30. i mean uh for the whole first two seasons i was rooting for for lawrence so i feel i feel like there, there's definitely representation for uh guys just in general of, of every kind uh why were you rooting for lawrence please please explain <laughs> Bro was just down bad. He just didn't. Uh, it just took him a while to see the light. Yeah. I I mean I know five years is a is a while, but yeah. Wait, just, it just took five years. Uh, no, I think that no, they're together five years. I think they're. He was like unemployed for like a year or something. Got you. Okay. 
Um, I haven't gone back to season one, so I can't really remember everything. But yeah, I just think it's a great, um, I personally started watching or I was a fan of Issa when I was in college. Um, I used to watch Awkward Black Girl um, on YouTube. Um, I had, you never watched it? So, um, I was watching it when I was in school. I used to work overnights. I used to, I was a desk attendant at, in the dorms. So that's how I stayed awake, uh, watching Awkward Black Girl. But, um, the show, I I guess it's kind of like similar. She was like, um, it was more, it's way more comedy, um, on the YouTube series, but, you know, she was just trying to figure it out. Um, she had like these group of friends and she was working at this job that she, <laughs> that she hated. And, um, you know, every, her coworkers, they were all like just different characters. Like one guy, yeah. he whispered all the time. Um, that was pretty funny cause it was <laughs> And then, like, one girl, I think she she was either crying all the time or she had a snotty nose, so she always had tissue in her hand. Um, but it, it was a great, like, representation of, like, you know, like the show now. But um, I think it was just way more detailed and, um, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think uh, Awkward Black Girl Insecure is a great, like, coming-of-age story about, you know, millennials in their late 20s, early 30s, just trying to figure it out with their career, relationships, um, romantic friendships, family, self-discovery, self-love, which they're kind of focusing on this season, the whole self-love, self-care thing, which I think is really good. Um, Real, real quick. On top of that, we don't get, we don't have a lot of coming of age stories in in general. We don't. Now that I think about it, um, hmm, I feel like maybe the last. I don't know. I could be wrong. If somebody's listening to this and wants to correct, because uh, I feel like maybe living single, but that was when we were younger. Um, That was a good representation of, you know, young people in their careers, like, you know, trying to figure it out. And they all, not everybody lived together. Did you watch Living Single? Uh, No, I didn't. I didn't watch it that much. Oh, damn. Damn, Senna. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah. I know know it. I know, I know what you're talking about. But I, I feel like that's the... The last show I can think of off the top of my head that, you know, represents young, melanated people. Uh, they wouldn't be millennials in the 90s, but... Um, uh, I, coming of age, damn, I would say uh, Atlanta would definitely be one. I feel like... Uh, Atlanta. I think that's a great... I think it's... A great representation of for men, though. I think they yeah. focus a lot more on men, in my opinion. But I still like the show. I think it's funny as fuck. But um, yeah, there are there aren't many in in general. Mm-hmm. And there aren't that many for women specifically. I mean, right. especially black women. And now, but now, uh, HBO came out with another series called Betty. I feel like when I was watching it last night, did they come on the previews? 
Yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't even seen it yet, but I plan okay. to. I, I mean, um, ignored it, so I don't know what's going on with that show. But explain <laughs> so the people know. I don't, I don't even know what it's about. I, I just know it's about uh, some skater people, some skater girls, and their, their life just growing up. That's it. That's all I know. But back to Insecure, though. Well, that sounds interesting. I don't know too many people that skate or skateboard besides my younger brother. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know too many people that skateboard. So... Let's do a recap of the four episodes so far. Um, I'm going to try to recap last season a little bit. Um, Issa quit her job last season. Um, and I relate to this heavy because I want to quit my job so bad. But um, to follow her passion um, and more so like a creative path. Um, so in this season, she's finally trying, well, planning and putting together this block party um, that she's been talking about. She talked about last season, uh, pretty much. I don't, did she talk about the whole season? Do you remember? Uh, I, I think it was. I think it was like something that like started at the beginning of last season, mm -hmm. uh, season three, and then towards the end of it, she had like an idea of what she wanted from the day party. Got you. Okay. Like she, like she by then she already wanted to uh, get the headliner, get everything in motion, get the permits. And I think now she's just trying to get it off the, off the floor. Right. So she found someone to work with or to help her. She found a business partner um, who <laughs> happens to be dating her ex-boyfriend of five years. So yeah. we kind of briefly talked about this via text message, but um, I want to brief because like, and me and my friends talked about this too. They're like, yeah, I will stop working with her because, you know, she's dating my ex and, you know, Tiffany, the friend that knew about it, she, um, she should have said something or whatever. Personally, I was, I will keep working with the girl because, um, you know, you don't have to be friends with somebody in order to do business with them. Um, and we could go over episode four. I mean, yeah, episode four later on, but, uh, yeah. I'll get back into that. But would you, how would you feel? Like, what would be your solution to that? If you were working with somebody in business and then they're now dating your ex? I think, I think I could... I mean, so here's the thing. So, ah, if, is it the same scenario that Lawrence and Issa went through? So, like, she cheated yeah. on it? Yeah, let's do the same scenario because that's, that's the only <laughs> real example we have. Damn. I think, I, I think I'd be, I think I could be cool with it. You'd be cool I, with I, I would, I would, I would be, I would have to, like, compartmentalize heavily to, to just solely focus on uh, just the, the blog party. Right. I think um, 
you know, even when Issa and Condola met, they were being like super friendly, which I think is cool. And then, you know, when she finally found out that she was dating, <laughs> she was dating Lawrence, it kind of like started getting awkward. And I feel like them, and they had the conversation, which I feel like was really vague. Um, Wait, who, who had the conversation? Uh, Issa and Condola. Yeah. It was like super vague though. They were like, yeah, it's cool, whatever. They were kind of like trying to brush it under the rug. Um, I would have just been like, look, we're trying to get this block party done. Let's focus on that. Like, that's important to me. And I probably would have stopped the whole friendly date thing. Cause like, then they were, they had lunch. Well, that was a work date. Yeah, yeah. Their 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 lunches that they had were all about business. Right. Well, okay. yeah, it was a business uh business date. But then she invited um her to stay for dinner or something like that when Molly came. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's whenever she tried to like cross over into uh friendship to just, right. to just business partners. So would would you continue to like invite this person and um try to be cool i guess i don't know like how would uh, the conversation go for you because men y'all y'all talk differently uh, <laughs> <laughs> hold up so yeah it's it, because it's complicated because i I, I'm just about, I'm about my business. So like, if I have to get to this end goal mm-hmm. and my business partner is dating my ex, right? If the, and it's the same, same scenario. And it's not like a, a relationship that me and my business partner have had over years. Right. right? Yeah, I, I would just have to just be like, all right, this is, this is what it is. Uh, you're dating my ex. Let's just keep things separate. And I'll focus on this, that, and the other. You don't bring this up. I don't bring this up. And we get this done and make some money. That's it. Period. Period. there's money money to be made period so um what was I gonna say I had a question so from that conversation would you continue working with this person like after okay you know the block party is done and over with but you know Condola has these connections too this person has you know if you're in this person's uh you know, shoes. This business partner has all these connections with these brands, um, possibly Spotify. Um, so would you <laughs> would you continue <laughs> would you continue working with them? Uh yeah. Mainly because the vision of what we're doing is larger than how I feel in the moment. Right. But that that's just me. I just I feel like if I'm putting thing, I'm putting everything on the line 
doing this blog party that I've been working on for what what's the time jump in this show? Like a year or so? Like a couple months? A- anyway. Yeah, it's been like a couple months. Yeah, it's probably been like a few months because yeah. now <laughs> Tiffany has had her baby. Um, yeah. She had the baby in this past episode, so yeah. So I've been working on this project for almost a year trying to get it ready. I had to go out and uh, get sponsors. We held dinners and that, all that stuff just for nothing. Nah, I, yeah. I, I feel I would feel like I would feel like I had a, I have an obligation to myself to like try to get it done. Right. Like, like no matter what. And before, uh, what was it? Condola. Yeah, Condola. Before Condola like started to uh, ghost her, like she still had that same drive. It was just she was hoping she would have a partner with it, and uh, but you could see that she wanted it even after Condola like stopped talking with him. So I think it would have been a, a better route for her if she would have just not gone with. Uh, not talking about not talking about Lawrence in the first place, right? Because then none of this would have been an issue. I think she would have been fine. They both would have been good, and they could have just wrote it out, right? Never just never should have just brought it up in the first place. I mean, you saw him at the coffee shop. Cool, keep it brief, and just keep it pushing. Yeah, but you know, I think that Lawrence in uh, episode three. Lawrence and Condola had that conversation about <laughs> about you know if they if Issa and Lawrence would get back together and I think like there may be some unfinished business so that is where all these feelings are coming in even though you know Issa is like and this is why you know she had that awkward black girl show because she's really awkward um which I could heavily relate to sometimes but she's just like you know, just doing bullshit <laughs> and just like, you know, just keep it cute. You don't have to be yeah. keeping these. And she's like, you know, her emotions are written all over her face. So it's like, obviously, obvious that she's still feeling some type of way about Lawrence. You know what I mean? Like there's unfinished, unresolved feelings. Um, Cause did they did they ever have like a closure conversation? I can't remember. I thought that was a dream or something. It was a no. Didn't didn't they didn't they do like dinners or they went for like lunch or something like that? Damn, I can't remember. I don't because I felt like she went over there to talk to him and and then she woke up from her dream. It was just like she went to go or he came over. No, no, no. She. No, no, she went over to his house and then uh, his friend answered the door and uh, turned her away. Mm. Like, he, had, he had that conversation with his dad mm. uh, at the end of season two. Uh, and then afterwards, I think they had that, they had that argument outside of uh, Tiffany's birthday, outside that restaurant. Right, because he brought a girl here to the dinner. Yeah, <clears throat> and, then, and then, I, I, then I don't think they really uh, 
solidified what they felt. Right. They never talked about like. The- oh wait, wait, wait. When they were oh, in the. Oh wait, no. The kitchen. When when they were in the kitchen. When they were in the kitchen. Yeah, I think I think uh, it was on. I don't remember shit. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. Cause the show it was all for a year. Yeah. Damn, it's been it's been a really long time. So yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember if they had a. But it's obvious, you know, their interactions now, like they have some unresolved feelings. So it's like every time Lawrence comes up, you know, Issa has this dumbass look on her face. So it's like it's obvious she still feels some type of way, but it's like she's hiding, you know, her true feelings about the situation. Yeah. And I th- I strongly suggest that they all go to therapy. Period. They all everybody on that show needs therapy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, one session. Uh, yeah, but uh what's in it? Molly was already like I said, was already in therapy. She was and then she stopped going, or maybe they stopped talking about it. I don't know. Well, it's, it's one of the two. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Okay, Well, this is a perfect segue to get into Molly because so far I've observed, um, I diagnosed her. Nah, I don't know what the diagnosis would be, but she's very self-sabotaging, especially like when it comes to dating. And, you know, this is something I kind of talked about on Twitter where it's like she won't forgive her dad. She found out her dad was cheating. She won't forgive her dad. For cheating on her mom which happened years ago and she also won't address you know she's not addressing those issues obviously because it's coming out and her dating life is coming out in her relationship with Issa which is slowly unraveling um and I think she also has control issues <laughs> when it comes to her job and maybe that's like a lawyer thing I don't know um Cause she's very like, and I think it's also, you know, when you're a woman in a workplace, I don't care what type of workplace you in, you always feel like you have to do the most in order to like shine and, you know, be seen type of thing. And so people don't think that you're weak or whatever, because like when, you know, my experience working with men, it's like, it hasn't always been a pleasant experience, you know, in the workplace because men i don't even know what i want to say without i don't want to insult men but it's like you know sometimes men in the workplace they're very sensitive you know and you have to sometimes you have to feel like you have to protect their feelings sometimes which is annoying as shit but you know she she seems to come off as controlling in her job especially like working with that guy Torian. so what are your thoughts on that uh on molly and her escapades <laughs> so uh your first comment i'll i'll say this uh men have a chance in the workplace to be a lot more vocal and a lot more uh emotional if that makes sense like to uh what's the what's the word i'm looking for a lot more slack uh or lack lack of better words, but yeah, I can fuck off. Yeah. And so whenever, whenever, for instance, Molly, 
if Molly were to act the same way as uh, what's her, what's her coworker name, Dorian or something like that? Torian. Torian, yeah. Mm-hmm. If she were to behave in the same manner as uh, he did, I'm sure she would be either reprimanded or more so uh, like stigmatized or ostracized is more the word I'm looking for. So like whenever you see the episode where or just the last episode whenever they were in the meeting room and they were eating Mm -hmm. and uh, her manager had to go get up and leave to go tend to her her family and then whenever the other coworker said that she was going to stay Molly is so competitive even though she has plans to go do something else at the exact same time she still feels the need to stay at work and continue on because somebody else is is still working and somebody else might get some limelight i don't know i don't know whether or not it's a <laughs> insecurity or ego thing or or ego thing yeah but i feel like she she thinks that her value is tied to her work so if she's not constantly working and constantly improving at work then her life outside of work falls apart yeah i could see that yeah i could i could definitely see that and it's like it sucks because it's like you have to you know as a woman in a workplace you like you have you feel like you have to work 10 times harder you know because one you may not be getting paid the same as your male co-workers and then two you know you you have your emotions or whatever is involved yeah. and then three it's like you know society has this um i guess idea of like what women should be doing you know so it's like we always feel like we have to overachieve and you know i was thinking about that um like maybe about a month ago where i noticed that a lot of young women brown skinned women dark skinned women you know we have all these degrees like we are very educated and we keep going back to school we keep you know getting certificates whatever because like we feel like we have and sometimes it's also because we're single (laughs) and we we don't have a family or whatever i see that a lot too like a, a lot of young women my age you know they go they stay in school because it's like what else am I gonna do? I don't have a family, I don't have a husband, I don't have a boyfriend, whatever. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we really always have to do the most. And I wish that she would just relax sometimes because like I see myself in her, um, you know, with the whole I guess ambition thing too, where it's like you feel like you have to prove yourself in order to feel like, you know, you're worthy enough to be accepted or whatever the case is you know and it sucks because it's not it's not always a good look you know we we got to chill out sometimes and and i i think like you saw you saw that 
show like in a huge way whenever she went to that hockey game with her coworkers. What was this? <laughs> she she, yeah, went to, she went a great memory because I don't remember any of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> She, she went to she went to the hockey game with her uh coworker and uh I think it was her the principal and some and some other partner whoever. And so she and the what was it? The admin like congratulated her for going because She's like, all right, now you're finally getting in the top tier. I see you. I recognize your skill. You recognize blah, blah, blah. And they had that moment, right? Mm -hmm. And then th she went to the game, and then she's tried to connect with the, her manager and her coworkers over hockey and, like, really tried to understand what they're, where they're coming from and understand the game of hockey as well as, like, try to make conversation with them to uh, become more friendly. Mm -hmm. and the next day after work something that was that she saw as progress in the relationship of her and her uh, manager because she was putting an effort to try to fit in. be more like them and fit in was essentially shot down whenever her manager the next, the next morning forgot that they even had that conversation and so <clears throat> sometimes it feels like whenever Molly is uh, reaching out to certain people, the only thing she knows how to do is try hard. So something that she might feel, she might feel like she gets a lot of progress out of may mean nothing to somebody else or might be little to somebody else. So she doesn't feel, uh, she doesn't feel recognized or she doesn't feel, uh, what's the word? Validated. Val yeah, for what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really want her to get it together. And like, you know, like we said, I don't know if she's still in therapy. <laughs> I don't know if she's still in therapy. <laughs> Not. so it's like really hard to gauge like you know where her progress is but just like um looking at her relationship with Issa you know mm -hmm. it's kind of unraveling and um you know I think the show is doing a great job at highlighting um you know friendships when you when you start to get older did they say when they how long they've been friends for uh no, I think most of the well, I think they have. I don't think I remember when. It's probably a flashback episode. If not, I don't. I think most of the times when they're talking about relationships between people, it's mostly yeah. about Lawrence and Issa. Like, oh, they've been friends since so and so, or mm. was it since college? Because they're going, they're going around the table during during Tiffany's. Uh, birthday party they're going around the table talking about oh how do you know this person how do you know that person damn you remember everything i am terrible i don't remember because really? i i feel like my memory is shitty anytime i anytime i have to like recollect this show i'm like all right uh what <laughs> and i'm sitting there watching uh the 
flashback, and I'm like, oh, fuck. After a while, I have to rewatch this episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, damn, you're making me want to go back and start from season one, because I don't remember none of that. Yeah. Um, I remember the birthday dinner, but I don't remember doing them doing all that talking. <laughs> I think it was like uh, during the conversations between all the people, uh, mm-hmm. whenever... Lawrence and his new girlfriend were sitting down. That couple asked, "Oh, what's your like? What's your affiliation with Tiffany?" Oh, and then Lawrence was like, "Oh, I dated my ex girlfriend who's over there since five years, mm-hmm. and she met Tiff through college." And then they're like in the background, you could hear everybody like chattering about like how they know each other. Okay. But, that makes sense because I think I feel like they did mention that um, Tiffany was like she might have been in a sorority or something like that. Possibly, I could yeah. be wrong. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I I can't I can't remember whether anybody was in a sorority or not. Maybe I'm thinking of another show, but um, yeah, I don't know how long Issa and Molly have been friends for, but I I think that it does a great job at you know. Um, explaining or portraying like you know when you're when you've been friends for a long time and then as you get older you know your lives start to change and they start to look different so your communication may not be as great you know you have life-changing events marriage babies careers um you know you're transitioning yeah your trans boyfriends whatever dating um, you know, these are all life-changing things, like, and, you know, Issa is taking a more creative path, which I can also relate to, because, you know, Same. none of none of my friends are, I shouldn't say that, one friend I met out here, she is more of a creative, but I'm just saying, you know, my friends that I've been friends with for over 10 years, like, none of them are creatives, really, like, they are very, um, career wise like they went to school they you know they got shots fired. <laughs> <Now> what <laughs> i said shots fired no it's not a bad thing <laughs> no it's i'm definitely not making i don't want to make it seem like it's a bad thing but you know i'm just saying i could i can relate because it's like you know i'm taking a, a completely different path where it's like i'm kind of stepping out on my dreams and trying to figure it out as I go type of thing. Like, yeah. I don't plan on going back to school right now. That Like, that's not in my plans. I don't want to go back and get my master's. Like, no, no, thank you. Um, so I think it does a great job at um, displaying that. But I wanted to ask, do you think that their relationship can be saved? I mean, the season literally started with Issa on the phone, on the couch, saying she don't know she could fuck with Molly. <laughs> I missed that part, too. <laughs> yeah, so, know. like, uh, I mean, this, they are, they are friends, and sometimes as, sometimes as friends, shit happens, there have been times where I I stopped talking with my friends for like a couple a couple of weeks, and then we 
we have to chop it up and have that conversation that how do those conversations go for you and your friends uh they're pretty they're pretty pointed and i i say pointed mainly because uh yeah i don't fuck around with the crying shit <laughs> yeah like you just get the we get the issues out immediately yeah and uh so like if me and my me and my friend have a have an issue or beef or something like that like i there might be uh a general argument between the two of us starting out but then we work out the issue uh over that conversation and then eventually we joke about the issue and then forget about it all together yeah in, never in whatever way. time frame you know what i mean so <clears throat> i really i i don't even think molly yeah molly and isa still haven't had that conversation and so whenever you saw molly essentially pick her boyfriend over isa i thought that it, was shady as fuck because you know she was being petty i don't feel like you know she genuinely was like oh i want to protect this relationship because I, First of all, y'all just started dating like a couple weeks ago, number one. Yeah. Number two, it's like you don't know what's going to happen with this relationship. So it's like, for me, Andrew is a resource. You're my best friend. And even though, you know, we have an issue, like, you know, if you're my best fucking friend, like best fucking friend, and we have an issue and you needed a favor, like I would still do the favor, you know? And whenever we need to have the conversation, like let's have it. But like, I feel like Molly was being super fucking petty. I, I definitely, I definitely agree. I feel like, uh, even if, even if Molly, so here, so here's the thing. She went over there to talk with her, talk with her boyfriend. What's his name? Andrew, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She went over there to talk to Andrew, uh, and like, hash things out to, for him to understand why she's been working and how hard she's been working and telling him that he's not just a second fiddle to her career. <laughs> I feel, I feel like whenever she went over there to do that, I think she had her parents in mind whenever he whenever she picked andrew she had it in her mind that this is it this is my primary focus and this is what i want to make sure flourishes into uh, a beautiful relationship and she maybe she feels that because of what her dad went through and or i'm sorry her mom went through and she doesn't feel like she can focus on fully uh caring for isa as a friend as well as juggling her job or career as well as juggling andrew as a boyfriend and so i think she feels that isa has been not only 
non non supportive of her relationship whenever they whenever they talk together. She hasn't really, to her standards, had that growth as a friend. Mm-hmm. I, and I think she has pretty high standards as a friend. Uh, and just the fact that whenever they went uh, hiking, Issa wasn't like supportive whenever she was asking advice about Andrew. Right. And so I think all that's just starting to pile up. And whenever Molly got on the phone with Issa and it was time to, and it was time to uh, ask or return the favor, Molly didn't feel like it, it really added up. Right. In that, in that friendship scale. And uh, I think that's the reason why she decided to just say no about it. And I, I, I still think it's fucked up. Like, at the end of the day, she's your friend asking for help who you never even asked after all these, all these times y'all met with each other. She's shown visual frustration. Even whenever she got on the phone, uh, I mean, yeah, even whenever she got on the phone, she didn't ask how Eason was. She just went directly into her life. Uh, yeah. They, they, I, they've, had, they've had time to talk about it. They just decide not to. Right. Because, like, even when, you know, they pulled up to Tiffany's house, I was like, I was really upset with Molly that she, yeah. you know, she blatantly took her parking space. First of all. Like, girl. First she's of all. clearly backing in. And it's like, you're being a bitch. And... I think that they they are both selfish in their own rights or whatever. Yeah. Because, you know, Issa is trying to establish her career. You know what I mean? So, like, this is new for her. So it's like, you know, maybe she's consumed with doing a block party. And it's like, you don't know what it feels like to do a block party. And I don't know what it looked like when Molly was in law school. You know what I mean? True. Like, um... Issa could have been supportive. Who knows? I, I really they they're not showing that part. But you know, law school is really intense from what I see or you know what I've observed. So yeah. you know, she could have been super supportive of her while she was in law school. But Molly was just being a complete bitch, and it's like, you know, I get that she's upset, but they had so many opportunities to have this conversation. And, you know, while you were talking, I was just thinking like, you know, we need the tools to have these conversations and to navigate, you know, how to juggle, like, because, you know, when she was like kind of um, putting off Andrew, where she was like, um, not putting him off, but what's the word I'm looking for? Closing him out on it. I think mean, I don't want to say bitching, but she was pretty closed off or standoffish. But um, she was she wasn't doing a good job at balancing work and like you said, she's not doing a good job at balancing work and um relationships outside of work, like her personal relationships. And it's like I also think that's an issue with women as well. Like when we get when we start dating 
and we like a guy, it'd be all bets off. Like, and I can, I can speak from experience because when I was younger, I used to do that too. When I used to get in a relationship, like, it used to be deuces to my friends. You know what I mean? But, like, now that I'm older, I, I can't do that. But, well, I don't feel the need to do that. But when I was younger, like, you know, I did that a lot. Like, it was just pretty much, like, bye, girl. And I feel like that's, <laughs> like that's what you know, Molly is doing right now. And I think it's pretty fucked up. See, I think my, my issue was the, the polar opposite. I'm like hyper, I'm like hyper social. So hyper what? Social. Like I go out a lot, talk to a lot oh. of people. The, you're extra, you're, you're super extrovert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so like, just stay just staying home like, like being a homebody i can't do that yeah so. i think we're in the same boat <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it sucks and, and, and i think that's the reason why like molly needed to find somebody like her type who like andrew who had who goes who goes to all these things, does all these things outside of work, as well as his work is working for Live Nation. So he's at concerts at all these other places. Right. So I think, I think that's the perfect balance for her. So whenever she's not at work, she's doing all these other things. Cause she, I think she just enjoys to do things, period. Period. And, that, and that, that's probably the reason why uh, all those other relationships didn't really work out because they're pretty singular or, I don't know, one-dimensional. Or that's what it seemed like. Yeah, like the last guy she was dating, he was working at Enterprise. He was a manager. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. His, his life wasn't as exciting, so it was like, whatever. Um, but I don't know. I would you would you date another extrovert? Uh, yes. You would? Yeah, and I'm saying I'm saying that hesitantly. <laughs> okay, because I'm like I can't do it. I'm I'm very extroverted, and dating another extrovert exhausting. It's too, much. it's too much. Like one of us, one of us gotta be calm. One of us gotta shut the hell. One of us gotta chill the fuck out. <laughs> it is not gonna be me. So <laughs> you can't, you can't stay here. But um, that's funny. But yeah, I think, and you know, very long story short. I'm not in the, you know, it's not the same as Molly and Issa, but I do have one of my friends, like, we, we've been friends since high school, and we kind of had, like, a, you know, a little issue or whatever, because a life-changing event happened, and, well, I mean, I moved to Houston, that was, that was one, <laughs> that was one life-changing event, one transition in my life, and then, like, two, you know, she just had a baby, so it was, like, you know, is we gotta we had to figure out 
how to navigate in this new relationship ultimately. It's like you're kind of stripping away, you know, things that you used to do. Yeah. It just doesn't look the same anymore. So it's like, I think, you know, we just need the tools. And, you know, I, I, I hope that this is a, a great tool for people, other people, you know, that are watching, other women that are watching, men and women that are watching, you know, just to see and take this example and try to apply it to their life. Because, you know, it don't, it really don't have to be that difficult. But, you know, we make it this difficult because we, like Molly, she's allowing her ego to get in the way a lot of the times instead of just saying, <laughs> instead of just saying something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have so much more to say, but I know we, um, <laughs> 10 minutes ain't enough to like, uh, say everything I want to say, but let's, let's go back to Lawrence really quick before we end. So. Team Blue Shirt. <laughs> I don't care what career he has in the future. I'm a I'm a rock a Best Buy T-shirt with Lawrence Lawrence, uh, Lawrence uh, name tag on it, like it's on. Um, I think that men, when they get out of relationships, they need to do a better job at healing um, before they hop into something new. Because you know, when he went to um, Condola's Friendsgiving, which I thought was a pretty whack-ass Friendsgiving. That shit looked boring as fuck. Um, no, thank you. Those ain't my type of friends. But, <laughs> now nah, we need to see. I need to see some twerking. See <laughs> <laughs> Sitting down drinking. Friendsgiving. Life. You know, I need to see some dancing. We need to have some, you know, some more lively music going on. Some more hard yeah. alcohol. Some better food. I don't know wine, what wine, wine and turtlenecks won't do it for you. No, there. It's just not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I. No, that's a whole. Like, that's I a whole aesthetic. Wine, What'd you say? So that's a whole aesthetic, though. It is. It's. It's not for me. But you know, I, I like wine. But the turtlenecks, that shit was not. Condola outfit wasn't. wasn't it wasn't sitting well with my spirit. You know what I mean? Like she, that, that's the thing. She she got she don't care what she she got a whole house that she no. invited that she invited six of her friends over for things. That's for how friends. you know, like come on now. <laughs> She's not worried. She's not worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that she do got a whole house. No apartments. I think her and Tiffany may be the only two people with a house, now that I think about it. That's interesting. I, I don't know. Kelly, who knows what Kelly's be, Kelly's doing? No, but Kelly I'm, is like a mystery. She got she got I'm pretty sure she got like a like four different condos around LA. <laughs> just stashing around uh guys that she's been uh talking Thank to. Yeah, they, <laughs> talking to through, throughout the show. I can't. Um but, but when Lawrence was at Condola's, and you know what I didn't like about Condola's friend? She didn't say that Lawrence was a fuck buddy. She just, she just said that she spoke to Condola and she said, you know, you should start dating and, you know, just enjoy your life, you know, after a divorce or whatever, you know. And then he just flipped the whole shit because he was projecting how he was really feeling 
about his breakup with Issa. Like I said earlier, like they haven't, I don't feel like they equally healed from their breakup. And um, do you think that Lawrence is dating too soon? Should he, and why, why his friends don't give better advice? They give terrible advice. One, I don't think I don't think he's he's dating too soon. I feel like he's he just hasn't come to terms with uh, his breakup. Mm. <clears throat> uh, once that ha- once that happens, and he takes like inventory of what what he's done and what Issa did to him and how it made him feel and what type of relationship he wants next. Because I think I think that girl that he was dating that worked at the bank. I think that was, that was his, that was the best girl that he's dated so far. And, uh, um, I don't know about that. She was trying to, and she was trying to move really fast. No, she, she said, she said straight up to him. She was like, if you would have just told me this, this is what it was. We could have just kept it straight like that. And then that's, and I think that's the reason why he jumped in, so fast to uh, go to that Thanksgiving dinner. Mm. Yeah, but he, they never it, had a conversation. Like, and, and the way that they display the dating or portray the dating on the show is really weird to me, too. It was like, they'll be, and is that how dating goes when you get to 30? It's like you're dating for a couple weeks and now you're together? I thought that's just how dating went in general. But nobody has had a conversation and said, hey, like, I want to be in a relationship with you. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know? I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think think Molly's the only one that had that conversation. When? I missed that, too. When, When they were on the couch. And she was like, this is how, this is how I feel. I want you to be blah, blah, blah. But she was upset he was dating other people. Two days yeah, and ago, I, and I think, and I think they're starting to move towards being exclusive, right? Uh, high rise, whatever. Um, in LA, in LA, she probably lived downtown LA at that, uh, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure is like OD expensive. Um, but yeah, nobody. Um, yeah, she was upset about... I don't like that she was upset he was dating other people. Um, but for me, I think... Back to Lawrence, I think that he is... For me, he's kind of moving too fast. I mean, not moving too fast, but I feel like he should kind of slow down because, like, even then, having that conversation in the kitchen about if he would be with Issa or not, it was just like... You know? And then... yeah. And then they saw each other at Tiffany's house and they have mutual friends, which is the worst when you break up with somebody. It's so annoying. Cause it's like all the fucking time. Cause you can't really escape this person. <laughs> oh my God. That, see, that's why I, I, I got a date outside my circle. Yeah, I kind of. I kind of put myself in that situation, not on purpose though, but it just kind of happened that way where it was like, 
we got mutual friends, so I'm bound to run into him sooner or later. But um, yeah, I think that Lawrence should just, he should definitely evaluate his relationship with Issa before, you know, he starts trying to go in with um, Condola because I think he, he likes her, but I feel like he also likes the idea of her as well. Like, you know, she has a career, she's well connected, she obviously has, makes good money because she has a house a big ass house, a nice ass furnished, decorated house. Um, yeah, and it's like it's an island too. Come on now, I she got her house. Is, her house is so big. They had to step back in order to film two people in the same kitchen. <laughs> she has an island. <laughs> she has an island in her kitchen. That's how you know you get money when you got an yeah. island in the kitchen. <laughs> probably marble right <laughs> but yeah um overall i think the season is going pretty good i really like the show um and like i said earlier i think it's a it's a great you know display of you know young women young men um they did a great job uh with lawrence and what was his name what's his name Derek, right yeah tiffany's husband um Talking about fatherhood, because I don't feel like I, I've never really seen men talk about that too much, but um No, that was dope. Yeah, even though, you know, it was kind of creepy with when he was talking about her oh. <laughs> his daughter dating. <laughs> um when she got older, that that got kind of creepy. But, you know, I think it, it's it shows it's good to see men bonding. Um because you don't you don't always get to see that all the time. So yeah, I think it's a great show. Um, if you haven't okay. watched it, sorry, spoiler alert. If you if you watch the show, if you haven't, <laughs> haven't watched it, I, I would I would also like to add the fact that uh, whenever whenever they uh, Issa, Molly, Kelly, and Tiffany were sitting in the living room talking mm-hmm. about Tiffany's experience. Uh, at the hospital. Mm-hmm. At the hospital. I was like, yeah. Like That's important. This is, this needs this this needs to be talked about more. Like more right. often. Because right. uh yeah, I yeah, I, I felt that that was a, a good a good uh point to bring up and I'm happy that it was on HBO uh on one of their on one of the most viewed shows that they have. So right. I'm personally against having your baby in the hospital for that reason. That's one of the reasons. Um, but I think that if you're somebody that wants to have your baby in the hospital, then yeah, like that's important to bring up, you know, these things and have these conversations and start that, you know, even though the dialogue is kind of like on and off on the internet, um, specifically, I really only see it on Twitter um, personally, but you know, I think it's good that, you know, they're bringing these issues that are happening in our community to light because, you know, you could save somebody's life, um, you know, doing that and with the, with the pandemic going on, you know, a lot of women, they're being forced to have babies in the hospital without their partners. If they have one, like a husband, boyfriend, fiance, whatever, um, which I think is fucked up. 
but <laughs> I'm not gonna get too much into detail about that. But it's like, you know, since the way things are going, we are kind of shifting to people learning how to do things at, at home now. So I think it's important that, you know, we, you know, you have these conversations and you start researching like how to have your baby at home, you know, or if you decide to have your baby at the hospital, how to advocate for yourself. Um, and don't let these doctors bully you um, because that's what it is. Like, you know, the medical industry is there to make money. Um, so, yeah, you just got to be careful with the hospital and these doctors because I work for an insurance company, a health insurance company, and they will play your ass for real, for real. Yeah. Get that coin. And I get <laughs> it. <laughs> and I get it because I'm sure they, they, they're highly in debt. Um, from going to med school, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to thank you for joining the show this week. Um, I appreciate you. you. Let people know how they could find you on the internet. If that's what you would like. Uh, you can find me on the internet. (laughs) On social media. (laughs) (laughs) On social media. Uh, Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, all at Mad Nice Events. Uh, we throw dope events around Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a Mad Nice Radio going on every Thursday from seven to nine p.m. Central. Every Sunday noon to two p.m. Central. We have some dope DJs from around the United States. Uh, also, MadNiceEvents.com. Uh, to check out our past events, our photos, our videos. We also do client-based events as well. So whenever things open back up, hopefully, come fuck with us. Thank you very much for having me on uh, Fact of Life podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, You know, we are going to... Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh. You kind of pause for a minute. Um, but yeah, we are going to also get an interview going. So just stay tuned for that, guys. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you. And I will talk to you guys another day. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>